It's definitely going to be a podcast party tonight. Denise Salcedo is here. Righteous Reg is here. And we oh. are going to break down AEW Dynamite. Reg, where, where can I even begin? This was a wild episode of Dynamite. What did you think of, like, overall? Just, like, Yo, coming out of it. I think, like, starting off the show with that super hot match. And I thought, like, man, this might be a peak in the show. But then how we ended it, that was just, like, like, I tweeted, I, it felt like like this was the go home show to forbidden door like just with how every all the developments we got to the show but we got more shows coming but this one felt like a really big dynamite like a like a statement like we got something coming for y'all and here it is you know, I like that you said that it felt like the go-home show to Forbidden Door because we're only 11 days away. Mm -hmm. But I did feel that way. This was one of the shows where, it, you know, because, of course, the opening match took up, you know, so much time from the show, it felt like everything else was sped through. But there right. was just so much. I mean, we got pretty much like half of our card now for, for or maybe not even half of the card because usually Tony does very, very long cards you know and we have four matches. It. So that's technically not half. But Probably has we got 10 more matches to announce. <laughs> exactly but we got so many matches announced not just for forbidden door but also for a uh, collision which is mm -hmm. gonna be the premiere of this saturday and then on top of that we just got so much that went down on dynamite we had a pretty yeah. exciting ending to the show mm -hmm. that had me last minute changing the thumbnail and changing <laughs> the title so that's why we were like out here late because when stuff like this happens on the show clearly you know we got to update and whatnot but mm -hmm. we're gonna talk about all of that and more here today before before we get into it, just a heads up to everybody. If you guys want to help support this show, please uh, give uh, the, the, the channel some love. Subscribe. Give this video a like. Make sure to give some love to Righteous Reg, our guest here please. today on Twitter. And then also Reg is going to be with us here for the rest of the month on Dynamite yep. Post Shows. I'm so mm. excited. Thank you for committing to that. No, thank you. And I hope yeah. every Dynamite is like this from uh, the rest of June because this is crazy. I know, right? It makes our job so much better. Mm -hmm. But with that being said to everybody here, uh, and the way that I'm able to support or not support, afford the way that I'm supposed to <laughs> Oh my gosh, the way that I can afford having guests on here is by sending in the super chats, guys, get your questions, get your comments, get your statements read on here. And we will, uh, you know, go through this and we got so many already. So Reg, let's just get right into, get into it. it. Um, our first super chat here is from Jake Salazar, who says, Reg, that ending was cinema. Does anything change this for you? No, it does not. That ending was a pro wrestling ending that's it that's all no emmys <laughs> no no emmys it was great but no emmys yes um, we got brand new youtube member infamous raider loco just became a member and also sent in a super chat saying my first ever membership love all the content you do denise keep going higher and higher tonight was great so much to look forward to forbidden door is going to be better than the first one mm -hmm. and given that forbidden door last year won best show for so many people and it was voted up there got its awards do you think that it will be better than last year just based on what's been announced so far yeah i thought it was gonna be better just after kenny omega and osprey and brian danielson and akata was announced so yeah anything else is just a cherry on top but this is the show of the year already just based off those two main events but everything they've announced since it's like oh yeah they're definitely trying to outdo what they did last year and it's so 
it's better for us as fans that we get Kenny in this time and we get Brian this time and we the circumstances are a lot different than what was presented last year. So yeah, this year is going to be an all timer show of the year like by far. I agree with you on that. Matt Corso sends in a super chat saying, do you think they should put the belt on Sky? Uh, she has star potential. So we'll talk more about this match uh, when we get to it. But I will say this right now. Did you notice, Reg, the huge reaction that uh, Sky Blue got during that match when they yeah. kind of teased a, a moment there where it almost seemed like she was going to defeat Tony Storm? Mm -hmm. Yeah, they did. That was pretty surprising. I mean, but they've been building up Sky pretty consistently here the last couple months but i think AEW crowds they love a, a surprise they love something that's unexpected and to get that close to it yeah you saw how they reacted off of that and we got infamous raider loco who says gotta love oc backstage segments him leaning on renee also can't forget <laughs> them pushing sammy hard as a face turning on jericho appreciation society might do it actually infamous raider loco just reminded me that uh so reg you've never seen me like watch a show when i'm doing these because not mm -hmm. only I like tweeting all of the big moments and getting screenshots and this and that and taking my notes but I forgot to, I took a screenshot of Orange Cassidy leaning on Renee Paquette because I thought it was mm -hmm. hilarious but I forgot to post it so, <laughs> so infamous Raider Loco super Got chat just reminded there, me but now you remember there you go damn Jake mm -hmm. Salazar says my guy has a lot of things ahead to get off of his chest we we back out here, Reg. I'm going to get my ish off Saturday on Grab City. <laughs> I'll see you. I'll see you, Jake. We, we're, we'll get into it for sure. Stephen Martrulli says, Denise, do you see AEW making more titles for Collision? Do you feel that they need more titles? I almost feel like they don't, but I almost think that just to have something specific for Collision. Wait, no, I take it back, Reg. Because Tony Khan did say, oh, mm -hmm. you know, all of our champions are going to be appearing anywhere. Right. So if they make a title specifically just for collision kind of wouldn't fit right yeah it doesn't make sense i just think with the amount of championships they have it's it's enough to sustain on both shows because we don't see uh all the championships always defended on dynamite so i mean orange cassidy could be over there the tnt championship could be defended like it is on tnt this time so that could be maybe brand specific more than than it is on dynamite i see they're starting this saturday with the tnt championship defense so if they just kind of continue that i think that'll be a great way to build that show and to build that championship and a lot of our people on our chat are pretty much i have a stream of a bunch of no's people just do not want to see <laughs> any more um championship belts so i There's guess that answers that question mm -hmm. grapple geekery says easily a five out of five show my mm -hmm. only complaint was having a baby face go up against the outcast solo for the thousandth time even so sky looked great Infamous Raider Loco says, just to say, I agree with Reg felt go home show completely had to look at the calendar and make sure. <laughs> and we're only 11 days away. That's not a lot of time. That That's means we got to get, you know, like you said, those 10 matches or however many added within the next couple of shows. Right. We got a couple. We got we got Rampage coming up. We got Collision and we got another Dynamite and another Rampage and another Collision. So there's a whole bunch of shows until then. We're going to make a whole bunch more developments. This was a great way to do it kind of with the uh, New Japan talent wasn't all on hand. But even the videos that they presented at this show got people hyped for the show. So it worked out. Reggie Simmons says Hollywood and Oakland in the same space. It's crazy out here. Much love from Chicago. Hey, that should be like our thing. We should be yeah. like Northern and Southern California. California, baby. 
Yes, that's what it is. There you go. Thanks, Reggie Simmons. That's a great idea because we are representing California always where they have the best tacos, you know, forever. And okay, so I know only people that are from California are going to get this, but I saw a meme and I've seen it now for a couple of years floating around on Facebook and whatnot. But mm -hmm. apparently things about Californians is Californians love to talk about how much they love California. <laughs> I mean, that's true. I am always saying how much I love California because I really do love California, especially when I go somewhere else today. And I'm like, this is where you guys live. Are you sure? Oh, my God, Reg, <laughs> you are literally a piece of like my heart right now. That is literally me all the time. Mm -hmm. that, that's why I'm always trolling Sean and shitting on yeah. him for living in Kentucky. That's and, wild, Sean. You know, it's not too bad for a whale over in Denver. Like, that's yeah. fine. That's doable. But even then, I wouldn't move to Denver. Mm -mm. Like, no offense. Okay, will <laughs> but it's just totally different but we'll get into our love for california later on brandon rosette says i'm so hyped for forbidden door in my hometown i got tickets baby are you sure you don't want to come to toronto denise i'm gonna be there look I'm boom boom bam that's next week you're about to be on a plane denise look at this i know I'm, I'm i'm pretty i'm looking forward to it it's only my second time in canada so okay. and i've never been to toronto so i really don't know what to expect from toronto but Lucky i'm looking son forward of a to gun, it that show that's crazy you're about to be at an all-timer i was almost not gonna go mm -hmm. but my good friend you all know him will convinced hey. me and he basically made me feel bad he said, yeah. he said this, Reg, he said, Denise, are you really going to end your streak? He's wow. like, you've been going to all the AEW shows. Wow. Are you really going to end your streak? Points are being made, Denise. Points are being made. I, I mean, I agree. You are at all the shows. It's going to be weird without you there. So, I mean, it's great that he convinced you. And who else to convince you, right? You know? That's true. Mm -hmm. uh, Jake Salazar says nasty work that jungle kid is facing Sonata. We'll get to that in just a second. And injure Koo says between three AEW shows, it's going to be easy to watch and not having to worry about who's going to be in catering. Well, that's <laughs> definitely true. <laughs> All the catering uh, people are coming out for collision, baby. It's lit. They announced Miro. They announced Andrade. Like nobody's backstage. They're all front stage. I can't wait. It's great. All right, so let's get into the show, guys. There's so much to get into. Uh, we got another super chat from Jake Salazar who says, just tell Will Naito better be smooth walking out that tunnel next week. Hopefully. I hope so, too. All right, so let's do this. Let's get into um, the matches that have been announced for Forbidden Door and everything mm -hmm. that took place regarding all of that. So let's start off with, let's start off with the big one, actually, since we just, or not the big one, but just, Given the fact that we just got this super chat, I might as well kick it off with this match here. Yes. And so basically what we had today was a video promo from Sonata. He appeared via video and he announced that he is going to be putting his IWGP World Heavyweight Championship on the line in, in, in an open challenge. Now, we were all thinking, hey, who is going to be the person who's going to answer this open challenge? There was a lot of theories, and I don't necessarily think that anyone predicted the name that ended up accepting this, and nope. it is Jungle Boy. Yes. Reg, thoughts on this? I don't know, Denise. I don't know what to think of this i think i'm interested in the match when they i didn't think they were gonna do it so quickly it's like they did the package they did something and then like the next the next thing was jungle boy saying i accept i actually kind of like this match though because 
Uh, Forbidden Door, the best thing about Forbidden Door is just kind of like these unexpected matches you would never really uh, want to or never really expect to see on a big show like this. And, you know, they've been building Jungle Boy up for a lot of years, saying that he's one of the pillars. He just was in the AEW title match. So him for him to be in an IWGP title match, I think is uh, it works. It's not too surprising for me. It's pretty shocking. I thought there's a lot of other guys on the roster who maybe could have did it. I thought maybe Eddie, Eddie Kingston, who returned at the end of the show, maybe could have had a shot at being the one. But, you know, I'm not mad at it. So this one's interesting because I saw some mixed reactions yes. when I posted the question on Twitter, asking people what they thought of this. A lot of people were kind of basically not too mm-hmm. thrilled about it because yeah. like I said, I think there was just a bunch of other people that a lot of people might've thought up first. Like when I mm-hmm. was thinking, I didn't think that they were going to announce the person today. I thought we were going to find out at the actual pay-per-view. So I wasn't expecting this. And so I was originally going to come out here with like theories of who I thought could end up having this match with Sonata. And Mm -hmm. I saw a lot of people bringing up John Moxley. We said we haven't seen him challenge for the title just yet. So Moxley was somebody that I was thinking about. Another person that I was thinking about was also Chris Jericho. The reason why I thought of him was because, and I know some people are like not probably going to like the idea, mm-hmm. but the reason I thought about Jericho was because he's a big name. He's a and big name. Right. It would mean mm-hmm. a whole lot if it was to be, you know, Jericho versus Sonata and Sonata mm-hmm. getting a win over Jericho. Like that would mean a lot. So it was just kind of floating around, you know, a couple of names. Jungle Boy never crossed my mind whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Now, I got a message from a friend of mine who is more so a New Japan fan than an AEW fan. Mm-hmm. And my friend said, that this was a slap in the face to Sonata, the IWGP World Heavyweight Champion, having him in a match, having this match be with Jungle Boy. He also said, my friend also said that might as well not even fly Sonata out there for this match. So there are some hot takes about this. Now, I don't feel that strongly, like being like, oh my God, I think this is a terrible idea. I don't feel that way whatsoever but it just wasn't the person that I necessarily expected. However, this also reminded me of something, Reg. Mm-hmm. Do you remember last year when they announced that Orange Cassidy was going to be Will Ospreay's opponent and the yes. reaction on Twitter to that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, people were pretty, they, it was kind of the same reaction, like Orange Cassidy, he can't go with Will Ospreay. He'll never be able to do this. He'll never be able to pull this off, but it ended up being one of the best matches on the show. And, well, I think Will Washington says that's his favorite match of the of the year that year. So there's a lot of people that uh, are going to be on that same boat, I think. I think we're going to go in being like, well, why Jungle Boy? Then he's going to do the match. And then people are going to be like, oh, yeah, of course. It's going to be one of those sleeper matches. My thing just is the two, they're two wrestling characters. I don't really know if they like mesh as a as a match. I'm ready to be, you know, have my mind changed. I'm ready to be uh, mesmerized out there. and. Jack Perry's a really great wrestler, and Sonata's not the IWGP world champ for nothing. It'll be a great match. It's going to be hard to – I mean, it, it doesn't matter, like I said, the two top matches. Anything underneath that, just like, good luck, you guys. Like, Brian Danielson and Okada are going to be out here saying, like, you could do whatever you want. And then Kenny Omega and Osprey are going to be out here like, it doesn't matter what you do. So give Jack a chance. Let the young boy get his title match. It'll be fun. Get the young boy in some action without having to wash any balls. I'm saying exactly easy as that. 
No, and so yeah, that's why I brought it up because the whole thing with Orange Cassidy last yeah. year was a lot of people were like, you know, all down and on the dumps mm -hmm. about it. And it ended up being the best match of the night. Yeah. And so definitely, you know, who knows what what we can get here out of uh, Sonata and Jungle Boy. Do I think it's going to be the best match of the night? Definitely mm. not because you got some other big ones on there. But mm. I do think that, well, I hope that it'll be a really good one. Yeah. And we need to talk about Jungle Hook for a second. Mm -hmm. because when this was announced, when he accepted the open challenge, it seems like Hook did not know. And he even told him like, oh yeah, don't worry. You know, after this, we'll focus more on each other. And can you also make sure to be in my corner? Mm -hmm. Do we sense a little manipulation here from Jungle Boy? Yeah, Jungle Boy was being pretty smug in his little interview. He's like, Hook, you're my best friend. I just need you to be in my corner so bad. And it was just like, you acting little... You can see the little wheels turning and people keep saying this Jungle Boy Hill turn. That felt like a Hill promo. It felt like Hook was being manipulated. Hook was just like, I guess, dude, you're being weird. Like, oh, yeah, I'll be in your corner, but why are you being so weird? I don't like how Jungle Boy's acting. And I don't know if that's going to help him going into his IWGP title match, honestly. I don't think so either, but I kind of like it though. I like that he was kind of being a little bit super selfish mm -hmm. and being like, oh yeah, don't worry. I'll worry about us later. But yeah. also, can you be there for me? Like rooting for me? We'll be a tag team immediately after though, but I need you to have my back first. Yeah, exactly. So I did kind of like that um, from, from Jungle Boy, but we got a couple of, we got so many more super chats to get into. Mm -hmm. And this is from, let's see what we got here. This is from Roberto Arsenal who says, I think CM Punk calls out Kenta too close to collision. And there was, you know, reports that already came out about that, you know, rumors of, hey, we might be getting Kenta versus CM Punk. And Kenta was your pick, Reg. Last mm -hmm. week when we were on the show, you said, you know, Kenta versus CM Punk would be something that you would definitely, you know, would like to see happen, especially with all of the tweets that Kenta has been putting out mm -hmm. uh, in regards to CM Punk. Yeah, this has been a few buildings legit since CM Punk started hitting the go to sleep in WWE. Kenta has always been like, that's my move. That's my move. There's been a lot of talk this week about people being like, well, Kenta isn't the Kenta that he used to be. And uh, CM Punk, blah, blah, blah. It's not going to be the match you guys expect. Dude, relax. This is CM Punk. This is Kenta. They're going to give you exactly what you need. It's not going to be the match we would have got in 2010 or 2003 or 2000, whatever, but it's going to be a great match just because they've been building it for so long. And them trading off, uh, hitting go to sleep is going to be amazing. We're all going to be so hyped for it. I think so, too. And here's the thing with that. It's like, yeah, maybe it's not going to be the match that they would have had several years ago, but would mm -hmm. you rather have the match and maybe it not being what you thought it was going to be or just never get the match at all. Right, exactly. No, I'll take this match. If it's past this prime, who cares? Like, we're going to get it. We've been, there's been years where it was just like, that'll never happen. CM Punk's gone. Like, why do they even keep talking about this? And now we might get it. So we just got to be excited about it. Should we get into this uh, CM Punk video package, though? Remember, how, Let's how, get into it. How heat was this, Denise? Like, he came back talking some big talk, saying that if, he doesn't know what he's going to say when they give him the mic at collision. He doesn't know what he's going to do until he's in the ring. I know this one got you pretty good, didn't it? Oh, it did. So he comes out there <laughs> and he basically says that he doesn't know what he's going to do or what he's going to say until that microphone is in his hands. And mm -hmm. they're kind of showing a montage of him, uh, you know, kind of preparing to come back 
to AEW. And he's talking about having scores to settle. We're seeing Mm -hmm. more clips of him and his past with AEW. And he's looking very stern, very serious into Mm -hmm. the camera. Like, this ain't fun. Mm -hmm. I'm going to hand out ice creams and drink Pepsi CM Punk. (laughs) Nah, this is different. (laughs) Man is pissed. (laughs) The man is pissed. And here's the thing is that he did, they gave us exactly what we needed Mm -hmm. to sort of get here in the sense that we all want him to come out and talk Mm -hmm. at collision. Obviously he's not going to come out and be like, you know, breaking the fourth wall and telling us all about the drama with the elite, but we still need to get, I don't know if it's some sort of mention or a Mm -hmm. read in between the lines type deal, but the thing is that CM Punk is known for going out there and saying what he wants to say. So yes. he can't go out there and give us crap in the sense no. where we don't get anything. I think the crowd will boo if he goes out there and he just gives them some rah-rah BS, like happy to be back. Like you have to at least mention why you've been gone. Where have you been, fool? What happened? What are you, what's <laughs> going on? Why do we have this brand new show because of you? Please tell us why. If he just goes out there and is like, thank you guys for coming to Collision. I'll see you later in this match. People are going to be upset. Yeah, we're expecting some kind of thing. And it's CM Punk. If CM Punk's on a show, you got to give him a segment to talk. It's been a long time. Even if he does BS us, he'll find a great way to BS us because he's so good on the mic, you know? I think he definitely has to mention clearly that he was the champion. So I think that's the big one there. Mm -hmm. I'm expecting some MJF mentions, of course, Mm -hmm. since he's the champ now. So that's what I'm thinking. He, when he said, oh, I got some scores to settle. I think that they wanted to play it off as like, ooh, maybe he's going to mention the elite. Mm -hmm. Who knows? But I think it's more so (laughs) along those lines instead. But I do hope we get some like read in between the lines type deals. Totally. I, I wouldn't think he, I couldn't imagine him going out, getting a mic and not doing at least one thing to be like, huh, 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 you guys know. It'll be weird. But I mean, he could be on a super short leash at this point, Denise. They could be like, we're going to give you this mic, dude, but you better relax when you get out there. But is CM Punk the kind of guy that you can keep <laughs> on a leash? <laughs> yeah. I, he, when you started saying it, I was already like, I forgot it is CM Punk. He doesn't. <laughs> care about any of that he'll be like yeah all right dude thanks and just do it so like once the mic is hot that's it like tony khan's out there playing the lottery at this point like who knows what the hell is gonna happen i'm trusting this guy we just have to hope he doesn't say something crazy have fun out there and it's gonna be live too Or what if he does something similar to what mjf did that one time in los angeles in the first dynamite where he first dynamite in los angeles where Mm -hmm. he goes off and you know talks all this shit and gets cut off and walks out i mean i'm not expecting him to walk out considering he just got back here but that kind of a style of a promo yeah like if he just came out and he was like kenny omega and the young bucks blah 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 we were just like oh shit that would be pretty wild i don't think he would but i mean you we don't know what's gonna happen at all during this they could be at this point they could be all friends like we didn't know and they could be like, he could immediately come on and be like, I'm working an angle with you guys. They're not at all. This is definitely rapid. Just me talking, but he could come on and be like, Kenny Omega, you know what? I'm going to kick your ass. Definitely not. But that is a possibility. We don't know anything that's going to happen. That's what's so interesting about this Saturday is it's going to be, whew, it's, we've been building up to this moment for a long time. What would you do? What would your reaction be if CM Punk did go off script during this? 
I wouldn't be surprised. I'd be laughing. I'd be like, yeah, of course. Like, I'm not surprised if anybody would do this and go off script and be like, I'm not going to do this, but end up doing it. It'd be CM Punk and it'd be part of his character and it would be great. But I hope for the sake of AEW that he just comes and plays ball and he's nice and he starts building to these wrestling angles because I'm tired of it, Denise. I cannot hear about the elite and Kenny and CM Punk and A Steel and Larry. I can't hear about it anymore. I just want to watch some good Larry, wrestling. Yeah, Larry, Larry too. Larry too's catching a stray because he's part of this. <laughs> I cannot see this anymore. I'm done. Let's get to some good wrestling. Let's get to these great events this this summer. Let's have fun. All right. Well, you heard it here from Reg. Let's have some fun, man. All right. We got right, so many more uh, different comments in here and see what people are saying. This is from 554K who says, not sure if my membership milestone posted on my internet is slow stream, but was buffering for me. But great dynamite tonight. And I hope you have been well. Thank you so much to 554K. Jake Salazar says, Denise, respectfully, do not compare Jungle Boy to Orange Cassidy. I'm calling the authorities now. You guys know what I mean. Yes, 554K yes, yes. says, and I hope you both are doing well. I wanted to say that in the last Super Chat, but my message was too long. <laughs> Thank you so much Thank to you. 554K. That's really cool. S. Morgan says, should have been Jeff Jarrett who accepted Sonata's Y'all are challenge. talking crazy in these Super Chats. Jeff Jarrett and Sonata, the nastiest thing I've seen. Why would you do that? Why would you even say that? Hey, I'm surprised though. Jeff Jarrett will get a title match like no other. Do you think you'll get a title run? <clears throat> what would you do? What Jeez. would you do if Jeff Jeez. Jarrett next year was AEW world champion? Uh, Denise, why? Why are you doing I'm this? I'm not saying I want it. I'm just trying to get an answer. Like you got Kenny Omega, Brian Danielson, Swerve, Orange Cassidy, and Denise is like, what if Jeff Jarrett was champ? <laughs> Him and his guitar. How many people? Like, I would love to see the reaction to that. I'm not saying That's it should why, happen. Because you're the Hollywood sicko. You just want chaos, chaos, chaos. Damn, that would be crazy. All right. Um, uh, Bo Boop says, I personally would love to see Jeff Cobb versus Wardlow for the TNT uh, Championship at Forbidden Door. I love Jeff Cobb. Good. Man is a beast, and mm-hmm. so is Wardlow. So that would be pretty interesting. I like that match. Mike Parker sends in a super chat saying, I have no dog in the fight for Jungle Boy versus Sonata, but fans are too quick to crap on things. I didn't care about most of Forbidden Door going into it last year and ended up loving the show. This is a pretty interesting um, comment, too, because I feel like, you know, again, we always talk about viewer habits and what people watch and what don't what people don't watch. And AEW does take a lot of criticism, not a lot of criticism, but they do get a lot of people that say, Things like, oh, what about they're criticizing AW for, you know, what about the casual fan and yeah, only yeah. the hardcores? No, this right. and that. So sometimes you assume like, oh, that just because this card is being put together, that everybody knows everybody who's in the card mm-hmm. or that everybody's following New Japan or whatever the situation is. And mm-hmm. people's viewers habits are different. And so there could have been a lot of people like Mike Parker here who says, like, maybe I wasn't too interested in the card last year, but the right. show. Good wrestling is good wrestling, and it ended up delivering. Yeah, that's uh, that, that's pretty understandable because, like, it's pretty niche. Like, if you watch the show as, like, just an AEW fan, you see these, like, Japanese guys. Even Sonata as the champion, you're just like, who are these people? I don't know who these people are. I watch AEW. I don't keep up with New Japan. So it can seem like a shock, but that's what I like about this time of year is, like, there should be times when hardcore fans are catered to, like, they, they – 
company spends so much time being like, you're a hardcore, you're a dork, blah, blah, blah. We got to cater to the kids. We got to do this. No, I want somebody to be like, here's matches that you're going to know. And some people might not know and it's niche. And you've wanted this match for 10 years. Here it is. Like, finally, it's been so long. I've, I've been wanting to be catered to. So I, I understand on the side of like, you might not know who's going, who, who you're watching. You might not know what's going on, but it's going to end up being a good show. And then on my side, it's just like, I'm getting Brian Danielson and Okada, dude. I don't care what anybody thinks. Like, it's going to be a great show either way. So, I like how you said I've been waiting a long time to get catered to. <laughs> <laughs> Look, these are just the facts, Denise. <laughs> a long time, a long damn time. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> that was like the big thing I took away from that. I'm like, I've been waiting a That's long time to like get it. catered to. <laughs> Well, you're making great points, and Denise is just like, you just love Destiny Child songs or something. Yes, okay, I get it. I, mean, yeah, I do like that song a whole lot, but there's probably a bunch of people right on the chat going, mm-hmm, yep, Reg, I feel you. So uh, Steven virtually says, a bigger match, Punk versus Brian or Punk versus Omega? I would say Punk versus Omega. Yeah, I mean, we've seen Punk versus Brian before many, plenty of times. I think at this point, uh, since CM Punk has gotten to AEW, that's been the one match where we just like, wonder if he's ever going to face Kenny Omega and how Kenny Omega is. That's definitely the Kenny Omega match. I want to see it, man. Jake mm -hmm. Salazar says, Punk been in the lab. Yeah, no, he's out there. He's looking big. He's looking angry. He's looking like tough, man. Like CM Punk at his prime didn't look like this guy. So I'm excited to see how he is uh, in the ring next, uh, this Saturday. I keep that thinking it's next this. week, but no, it's coming up. It's about to happen on Saturday. Well, think about it, Reg. If you were CM Punk and you had you went through all of this drama, all of this whatever, and you have your side and this and that, what are you going to do to, you know, let out a release, let out yeah. some anger? Yeah, just get in the gym. It's like thinking about those guys. Oh, I can't wait to get back and beat Kitty Omega's ass. Oh, this is me punching Mac Jackson. This is me throwing a chair at Nick Jackson. Yeah, I get it. Motivation. Motivation. Hey, you need that stuff. Jake Salazar also says your faves ran in my locker room and we... We gave him the business. It was two on three and we won and I got in trouble for defending myself. CM, CM Punk, Punk probably. probably. <laughs> Jake also says Jeff Jarrett versus Toro Yano would be great, to be honest. I feel like we mentioned this last week or someone mentioned this. Who meant someone mentioned this last week, didn't they? Possibly. Yeah, I think a lot of people just want to see that match because they're sicko. So you've probably seen it a couple of times. Dirty Legs says, put the FTW belt on Jarrett. Eh, I don't see why not. Mm, okay. I let Jungle Boy, when they did that promo, he did do a hard look at the FTW belt. So. All right. Jake Salazar also says, Jeff Jarrett for a Ring of Honor peer champion. <sighs> y'all are nasty. Matt Corso sends in a super chat saying, who do y'all think they would have would have had Mercedes face if she didn't get injured? Oh, man. I mean, I would love to say Soraya just because of the story and this and mm -hmm. that. That would have been great. But I don't know who they would have had her face. Do you have any options for I people? I think the Soraya match probably would have been better in Wembley if they were, if that's the yes. direction that they were going. Uh, so I'm just wishing that they would have been uh, Mercedes and Tony at this point, just because like, yo, like. That's one dream match for Mercedes. Mercedes has like 50 other great matches. But I think for right now, just immediately, we could build this thing in a couple of weeks. Tony, especially with kind of how the story of like Willow's been a part of their story. Like 
Mercedes could have came in and possibly I'm so sad that we're not getting this. She could have came in and been a part of all this thing and been at the show. That's that's like the saddest part of this whole forbidden door thing. Like we're about to get this amazing match, but we could have possibly had Mercedes here too. At least on the bright side, it's only like one person that's out with the injury versus right. last year when we had like a string of people. Just everybody was out. out. <laughs> Literally everybody, like Punk, Brian. I mean, come on now. Like, damn. Yeah. All right. So another match that was made for Forbidden Door that we need to discuss because it is a big one. Mm-hmm. That is MJF, your AEW world champion versus Hiroshi Tanahashi. For the AEW World Championship on video, they had Tanahashi appear, and he basically just tells MJF, I want you one-on-one. We then get a backstage segment with him and Renee Paquette, and MJF basically says that he doesn't want to do this match (laughs) because he doesn't want to do anything with New Japan Pro Wrestling. He's called it an indie fed. He says it sucks, this and that. And then on top of that, he says that, yeah, okay, Tony Khan booked me, but I've been known for no showing matches in the past. And so he says, no, bud, ain't gonna happen. And then by the end of the night, we get the official, the official graphic that, hey, this match is happening. So Reg, what is your instant reaction to this? Is this the person you thought you would see MJF against? Yeah, I knew as soon as they announced Brian and Okada that MJF was probably going to be taking on Tanahashi just because the story that MJF has been telling. For years now, anyone's, anytime anyone's like, hey, what about New Japan? He always goes into the spiel he goes into. They're an indie. They're this. They're not big. I don't watch that shit. I hate all those guys. Like, it's been propaganda against New Japan for many years. And who better to defend the honor of New Japan Pro Wrestling than Hiroshi Tanahashi? It's just like... This guy has been the backbone, the heart and soul of New Japan for so many years. And he's going to come and shut MJF up. And MJF has been telling this story of him hating New Japan. And then he's going to probably go and have this New Japan style match just because of the the style of wrestler that he is. It's a very interesting matchup for sure. I'm I'm uh I'm, I'm excited. It's an AEW title match too, which is another big deal. So that gets to put another uh big win on MJF's belt which i'm deciding he'll probably go over you know (laughs) yeah yeah right and here's the thing though too that i want you you mentioned this and it's like i know a lot of people they you know mjf has his haters right they still a lot of people saying he can't wrestle he doesn't wrestle that often and this is something that he's constantly addressing but we're going to talk more about mjf in just a second but i think Mm -hmm. especially after tonight it's very crystal clear that you cannot say this man cannot wrestle because he's constantly gone out there and proven otherwise and Mm -hmm. so personally i'm curious to see what this matchup is going to look. And I have a feeling that I may actually like this match more than the one with him and John Moxley mm-hmm. and uh, Tanahashi from last year, because I remember being into it, but for some reason, like uh, I, I wasn't, it wasn't my favorite match of the night, but mm-hmm. it, you know, and I thought it was going to be. So for me, it's like, okay, I kind of have a feeling that this one here is really going to, when you're going up against Kenny Omega and Will Ospreay and Brian yeah. Danielson and Okada, and MJF is your champ, so he's going to want to represent and represent well. That is a very tall, tall, tall glass to fill, man. Mm-hmm. So I think he's going to come in there ready to prove otherwise, and I cannot wait to see this matchup. Yeah, the thing that kind of gets me the most excited about this and the Jungle Boy and Sonata match is them just taking chances on the younger guys. I mean, 
Brian and Kenny are in the main events, but they're like legends. We already know about them. But for them to take chances on people that they want to be the future of their company, as in uh, Jungle Boy and MJF, I think that's a great look for them. Both of them are going to be in big title matches. So I think it's a great look for those young pillars, you know? Yeah, yeah, you're right. And the young pillars, I mean, we're talking about the pillars and hey, it's like, we just got that phenomenal four-way that we saw yeah. in Double or Nothing. So I think that it's very crystal clear that the Pillars are definitely doing a great job or just like the young AW talent in general. Exactly, all around. Exactly. All right, so we got to get into, since we're talking, since we're on the subject now of Kenny Omega and Forbidden Door, we need to talk about that crazy ending to Dynamite here tonight. So let's go into it. So we already know and we've known that it's going to be Kenny Omega versus will osprey and mm -hmm. their match at wrestle kingdom was bonkers bananas highly praised highly rated because it was a very very good match and now we're going to get to see it on the AEW new japan stage together at forbidden door but let's talk about what actually went down here in this main event because there was a, a lot. lot so <laughs> we had the blackpool combat club versus hangman page and the young bucks and this started like a hot hot match i ain't even gonna get into all of the nooks and crannies of this i want to get into everything that happened <laughs> afterwards so uh really quickly for the actual win adam page hits that buckshot lariat a killer buckshot lariat mm -hmm. on wheeler yuda and wins this match afterwards we see the return of eddie kingston eddie oh. kingston comes in and attacks claudio if you remember because we were there reg Mm -hmm. Eddie Kingston lost to Claudio Castagnoli at Ring of Honor Supercard of Honor in Los Angeles. And then we even get an interaction between former besties, Eddie Kingston and John Moxley. They yes. never actually fight, but mm -mm. they do have like this, you know, get in my face type thing. What yeah, and, and Eddie is stopping Moxley from getting beat up by the Young Bucks. Like he's not like the Young Bucks are in there and Eddie's like, no, back up my homeboy. But also Mox is trying to fight Eddie at the same time or he's getting in his face. We don't know what's going on here, but it's very intriguing. They've got issues and that's yes. where we're still going to have yes. to see that play out. So then we have Kanoshki Takeshita and he comes in and rolls right in there and punches Nick Jackson. Boom, and then, hard shots. Huge reaction to Kenny Omega Kenny Omega comes in and he has this incredible face off with Kanoshi Takeshita. They're just going back and forth, throwing rights and lefts at each other. The crowd is living for this. I mean, they are Takeshita. They're the reaction that he got in this moment was like if Takeshita has been this like massive star for like years or mm -hmm. something. That right. was the kind of reaction he got. So then he ends up being taken out by the uh, by, by the elite. So the elite wipes out the Blackpool Combat Club. And just when you think that it's going to end with the elite and, you know, their hands up in the air. Nope. Instead, Will Ospreay comes in and attacks Kenny Omega out of nowhere. And this is pretty much the show ends with Will Ospreay on screen, happy as hell, <laughs> standing over Kenny. So I know we touched on a lot there. What did you think of just everything? That started going crazy. I mean, Eddie Kingston, like if they just did one of those things, if they just did one, Eddie Kingston came back, uh, Takeshita came back, or just uh, 
Kenny or just Osprey, any of those guys just by themselves would have been nuts. But the fact that they stacked them back to back, like we, you didn't even get a chance to be like, oh, Eddie Kingston, because here comes Takeshita. You didn't get a chance to be like, oh, Takeshita, because here comes Kenny. And then, oh, Kenny, but no, here comes Osprey. And everybody was just so on. Everybody was hitting the spot so hard. Everybody's facials were great. Everybody played their part perfectly. Brian Danielson on commentary, just smug at the end, just like, ha let's clap for this guy. Like, all of it's so great. And to see Osprey back in an AEW ring is amazing. For them to go off with the show with him just hitting the hidden blade, just finishing off Kenny Omega, telling him he's still thinking about that Wrestle Kingdom loss every single day every time somebody talks to will osprey they're like well what about kenny omega he kicked your ass he came and showed him that it's about to be on forbidden door but they told so many other stories like what's eddie kingston doing here like why like it, it like he still wants the ring of honor world championship that's a great story to be thinking about the blackpool combat club kind of got played out here like they got beat down like what's going to happen off of that brian dance can't be happy about what happened with Will or Yuta getting beat and them kind of getting beat down. And then the elite Kenny Omega's back. Are we, are we going to see any Kenny Omega's matches before we get to Forbidden Door? What's going to happen here? There was a lot in this. And just to mm -hmm. touch on more on Osprey and Omega, I wasn't expecting Osprey whatsoever here mm -hmm. tonight. I think because you you know that when it comes to the forbidden door build clearly like for example today they did multiple videos so yeah. i think you were kind of expecting everybody to pretty much be on video it, there's only a couple of people they've been able to get for you know in person right because it's totally different than if they were building to double or nothing or any other pay-per-view right. it's right. different when you got you know a bunch of guys at, at, at all these different places so uh clearly you know will Ospreay was a little bit you know easier to have there but still i wasn't expecting it and i think because we had already had like you mentioned all mm. of these back-to-back -back surprises with Takeshita and eddie kingston and omega and all of this and then to have will osprey come in at the end it was just like the multiple exclamation point ending I freaking loved that they did this. I love that yeah. they're finding ways to um, just to further build this story that they've been telling mm -hmm. already. And also, you mentioned something that I wanted to elaborate more on was you mentioned the the whole thing about they set up a lot here. Mm -hmm. They really did because yeah. clearly the big thing that we're talking about is Osprey and uh kenny and uh -huh. then of course the blackpool combat club and the elite in general but there was so much more within that you you mentioned Cla uh, eddie kingston still wanting claudio castagnoli's belt and so mm -hmm. that's one thing right there but what the hell is going to go on with john moxley and john moxley and eddie kingston that's yeah. another thing there. that's a big story to be told they could be, they could possibly have a match at forbidden door at this point like i don't know and now, based on that reaction that Takeshita and Kenny Omega got, I feel that, I, I don't know if it was already, you know, I, I don't know what plans they really had or what scale they had planned for this actual feud there between just Kenny and Takeshita. Mm. But whatever it was, I do think it kind of got uh, maximized here today just yes. like in that one moment. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they were trying to, I don't know if they were like coming out of this story with BCC and the elite, the big story is going to be Takeshita and Kenny Omega, but they got here. Takeshita has been looking amazing these last couple of weeks. Like you said, that the the ovation that he got coming out there and he looks like 
mean. He looked like a villain. He came in forearming people, just destroying people. He looked badass. So I think it's going to be interesting coming out of that because you got a kind of new big star that's going to be the challenge to Kenny Omega. And when we eventually get a one-on-one match with these guys, Denise, this is going to be nuts. Yeah, so this was really good. This did so much for like a lot of people afterwards. And even just Brian Danielson at the end clapping and just being like almost like this mastermind watching it all unfold. It it was great. It was such Mm -hmm. an exciting ending to uh, Dynamite, but we have so much more to get into. Uh, Guys, keep sending in those super chats. I'm going to keep pulling them up. Um, We got one from Jake Salazar who says, Soraya, that's crimes (laughs) against humanity. I know she gets a lot of hate online, but I really do like her. Yes. Benoit Richter, YouTube member, also says Omega versus Osprey was the match of the year so far. Can't wait to see if Omega versus Osprey 2 or Okada versus Danielson be the match of the night. If you were to say out of those two matches, which one do you think is going to be match of the night? It's hard to say because, yes, I agree. The uh, Omega and Osprey is the match of the year so far. That could lead to they already had this amazing match. So the rematch is even crazier. And Kenny Omega and Osprey are known to have amazing rematches. But Brian Danielson and Okada are going to wrestle one on one. No bullshit. No teams. No partners. No shenanigans. It's going to be these two who many consider the greatest New Japan wrestler of our of this generation against the greatest American wrestler of our generation, Brian Danielson. This is generational. Like, it's going to be hard for them not to have the most amazing match ever. Just going in and and knowing about the history of Brian Danielson, I'm just more excited about that match. But Omega and Osprey will probably be better at the end of the night, just because these guys are. 10 out of 10 both these guys do everything amazing and it's it's you know they're gonna try to top what they did in january so i'm just excited denise i just can't believe this how are we getting this i don't know (laughs) but you're right they are gonna try and top each other Mm -hmm. but i do feel you when you're talking about okada and danielson you know these are the goats right so for me i if i had to make a prediction right now i do think that uh, you know, Okada and Danielson are going to be match of the night. Mm-hmm. They're it's, my prediction yes. for match of the night. I mean, everybody's going to go insane here. All the matches are going to try to be match of the night. And at the end of it, if either one of these matches is, I'm not going to be surprised. But Brian and, and Okada got something to prove. All righty. And we got another one here from James Hammond who says Hook is in his corner because of five guys faction. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. True. Mm-hmm. William Pickens says Orange Cassidy versus Zack Sabre Jr. Third best match at Forbidden Door? Question mark. Dude, well, clearly that match hasn't technically been made official, Mm-mm. but we do need to talk about that. Thank you so much to William for, yes. I told you there's so much to talk about on today's I forgot show. about that. I know, right? Because we're there's just so much. But uh, so backstage, we do have Orange Cassidy backstage with Renee Paquette. And then Zack Sabre Jr. comes in because Renee had asked him, you know, like, hey, what's next for you? And then Zack Sabre Jr. walks in and he's like, hey, I heard you mentioned me at the media scrum. And I like the idea of being a double champion. We got Orange Cassidy, your AW international champion. And you got Zack Sabre Jr., your New Japan 
pro wrestling world television champion. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking, okay, are we going to do, you know, a title versus like title it. here, mm -hmm. clearly? Mm -hmm. um, and I think this is the direction that we're, this, I think this is definitely what we're going to get. And they did announce uh, a match for, uh, did they say for next week? I forget. Yes, they next said. week on Dynamite. Yeah, Cassidy mm -hmm. and Shibata versus uh, Saber and uh, Garcia next Which week. is also a pretty insane match that they're just kind of throwing out there. Yeah, it's interesting to see what uh, the match they're exactly going to do at Forbidden Door. I don't know if they're going to go one-on-one. -on -one. I don't know if they're going to go for both belts. I don't know if it's going to be just for Orange Cassidy's belt. But to see Zack Saber Jr. again back on uh awtv is amazing the match at orange cast is going to be insane i just want to know uh i guess we're getting the okada match but we have to get the brian danielson and zach saber jr match at some point i'm guessing maybe all in oh, i was gonna say forbidden door three <laughs> i mean we can wait another year okay <laughs> well, i mean right. hey I, I don't know at this mm -hmm. point i mean at this point it's like in time goes by so fast. fast so fast it's nuts. So thank mm -hmm. you so much to William, by the way, for this super chat. We appreciate it a whole lot. Yeah. Uh, you guys can keep uh, sending in your thoughts as we continue on with the rest of the show. We got Jake Zalasar who says uh, Sonata should be facing Jay White. Uh, thank you so much to Jake for also sending this in. All right. So now let's go ahead and get into let's rewind to the top of the show because mm -hmm. this took up. 30 minutes of the show yeah. and this is a huge portion of what we need to discuss here for dynamite today uh damn let me read the super chat from Sheldon who says, <laughs> so they're not going to do Samoa Joe versus Zack Sabre Jr. to determine who the greater TV champion is at Forbidden Door. They've been building it up on Ring of Honor. So uh, I know you cover Ring of Honor on a weekly basis. Uh, Reg, is there anything that you can uh, tell us about that? Yeah, because I know that, that that's kind of the direction that I thought they were going to, into it. Sheldon is correct. They have been building this up for six weeks now or something. It's been a bunch of weeks and then. And they've been talking about it. They've been having great promos. They've been tagging together. I thought potentially they were going to do that, but I now feel like they might just do it on an episode of like Collision or something, just going into it. With that being said, I do hope they give Samoa Joe a Forbidden Door match because I think there's so many interesting characters on the New Japan side that he would be great against. So I hope he's not left out of this. I agree with you. I agree with that. Uh, thank you so much to Sheldon for bringing this up. Justin Martin says Kingston challenges Claudio to a fight with honor for the ring of honor world title at the, uh, Oh, death before dishonor pay-per-view Claudio agrees if Kingston puts his career on the line. And this is from Ooh. Justin Martin. So nice interesting looking, Justin. Mm -hmm. I like that. I like that. Thank you, Justin. All right. So now let's go ahead and get into this whole situation with Adam Cole and MJF because this was last mm -hmm. week's hot topic. And it's so crazy to me that this took up 30 minutes of the show and yeah. it ended up being like something that we're also talking about. But because mm -hmm. everything else that happened, it kind of got pushed a little bit to the side. But right. I don't want that to undermine what a phenomenal match this was uh, i i'm speaking my, for myself because i don't know yet what your thoughts were on this reg <laughs> i don't know what to expect from you anymore that's funny but mm -hmm. real talk though 
This was a really entertaining match. It started off with MJF, you know, mocking Adam Cole a whole lot, you know, going out there and even being, uh, you know, doing the sweet chin music like mm-hmm. Shawn Michaels and doing the pose and then going out into the crowd, shoving a fan, this and that, going back into the ring. They did so much here. MJF tries all of these different ways to cheat and it doesn't work. Adam Cole is still able to, uh, you know, pretty much continue moving on in all of his attempts to cheat in this match there's a moment where mjf clears the timekeeper's table on the Mm -hmm. outside goes to the top rope hits an elbow on adam cole and given the positioning and the angle of that top rope to that table it's pretty hard and mjf nailed it perfectly Mm -hmm. and just when you thought we mean we got a ref bump we got low blows we got mjf giving the title to adam cole and making trying to make it seem like he cheated but the referee Mm -hmm. not seeing that and so mjf's plan backfiring he tries to use his diamond ring doesn't work either and just when you think that adam cole had this because he ends up super kicking mgf he hits the panama sunrise he hits the boom he goes for the pin and the bell rings because the match has run its course in terms of time. The time limit Mm -hmm. is completely up. And after this, Adam Cole asks MJF for five more minutes. And of course, MJF ain't going to give him five more minutes. So MJF bounces. Mm -hmm. And Reg, what did you think of this whole entire uh, very, very meaty, meaty story that we got in this match? I liked it. I liked it a lot. I thought they told a lot of great stories here. MJF has kind of been saying all week after that promo through social media, how much of an influence that Adam Cole has been on this and flashes of this showed in the match. Like he worked an Adam Cole match. He knew Adam Cole counters. He, it was like, I've been waiting to have this match with you for a long time and we're going to do it here. Felt like a pay-per-view match, felt like everything that they were building to, was one of these big epic matches. I thought the ending was really good when it first at the one, two, and then the bell rings. I thought maybe they were doing like an angle where somebody came out and rang the bell or, you know, something like that. Like, like I thought they were going to shoot to the, to the bell and it was somebody doing that. But I like that. It was like, nah, it was a time limit draw. These guys are really going at it. Like you get so enthralled in the match that you forget that there's actually a time limit for these world title eliminators. And I thought both guys looked, looked great. MJF has been showing people with every single match that he is a really great wrestler. He's the AEW world champion for a reason. And Adam Cole has needed this performance so bad. There's been so many, so much talk uh, since he came to AEW, since he came back from injury. Like, can he still do it? Is he that guy that he was in NXT? Is he the world champion that we know? Can Adam Cole be that guy? And this match showed right here, like, no, he's still Adam Cole. He's still that guy. He's still one of the best wrestlers in the world. And again, the ending was really good. The story that they told with the time limit draw and uh, everything that happened with that was dope. Dang, uh, you covered a lot on there. And Mm -hmm. I'm happy that you mentioned that you didn't see the time limit happening there for a second because you Mm -hmm. do get so enthralled in the actual matchup that it's not like I'm thinking, oh, what time is it now? You know? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) No. And so I was watching this and when the bell rang, I was like, what the 
Yeah, what was that? (laughs) And I'm thinking, why didn't I see this happening? There were so many moments where I legitimately thought that the match was, uh, that I thought it was over. There was Mm -hmm. the the part where, where when MJF's plan backfired and Adam Cole did get the boom on him mm-hmm. that's when that was the first near fall that i legitimately thought that the match was over and then i even started to get worried i'm like oh that was that would have been a really good finish what's right. the finish gonna look like mm-hmm. now and i kind of started going back and forth a lot on this one reg my mind because i went into this thinking okay adam cole is going to win because it's yeah. an eliminator match and we're probably going to get a nice little tease, a preview of what this match is going to be. And mm. because the way that they started this match with MJF kind of like nearly not taking Adam Cole so seriously, right? Mm-hmm. I thought, okay, they're going to kind of BS us and we're going to get some screwy, funky finish, but Adam Cole's going to win and that's going to be it. I wasn't actually expecting to get this full um you know, this full matchup the way that we did. And so I kind of kept going back and forth on what they were going to do, but not once did I ever actually consider the time limit. I just figured it's going to be flat out Adam Cole. And that's great. AEW has been building for moments like this forever because they announced five minutes, 10 minutes, they announce it every match. So anytime they have a match like this, it's not unexpected because there used to be moments in wrestling. It'd be like, now we're going to have a, a time limit uh, match or whatever. And all of a sudden they're like t- uh, taking time. It's like, you guys don't ever do this. Why are you guys setting this up for this? But since it's been set up for so long, it wasn't super shocking. A lot of people said that after they announced that it had been going 20 minutes, that kind of tipped them off. So for some, it probably hit even harder knowing that the time limit was coming up and he didn't get the three as it, you know, as the time ran out. I thought it was a really good way to end this match. Really great way to continue the story, even though it was a world title eliminator and uh, Adam Cole didn't win. It still tell the story of after Forbidden Door, bro, I got some for you. I'm excited. I'm excited to see how they, uh, you know, how we end up getting to this actual matchup here. Uh, Who knows if we'll see Adam Cole get involved at Forbidden Door. Who the hell knows? I'm I'm I, I love this though. This match was phenomenal. I loved it so much. If you did yeah. not watch Dynamite today, I would consider watching the entire show. Good but show. if you don't want have time or don't want to watch the entire show, I would at least definitely suggest that you go out of your way to at least check out this match for sure. We got a super chat here from Shy Town Spurs who says Takeshita versus Bandito announced for Rampage. Mm. We are back. Oh what? Sorry, yeah. I read that, but I didn't soak yeah. it in. <laughs> Takeshida and Bandito on Rampage. Yes. Shit, yes. I might actually. I'm gonna tune into Rampage wow. this week. Wow. Yeah. I yeah. got concerned when they didn't even announce any matches, and I'm yeah, like, damn. Yeah. They There's a up uh, United Empire match. Too. It's uh, Will Ospreay, Kyle Fletcher, and Jeff Cobb versus uh, the best friends, uh, Chuck Taylor. Trent and Rocky Romero. So that's also an awesome match. Yeah, they're loading it up for uh, Rampage this week. Probably the last Rampage anybody's ever going to care about because Collision's starting on Saturday and nobody's going to give a crap. <laughs> that's that's unfortunately true. <laughs> uh, Sheldon Jackson sends in a super chat saying, I just realized that if they're going to do the rematch between Eddie and Claudio, it may not be at Death Before Dishonor. So where do they do the rematch at since Death Before Dishonor is on the... Uh, 
July 21st, but the G1 Climax starts on July 15th uh, and Eddie's okay. in the G1. Thank yeah. you so much for pointing that out, by the way. Yeah, good point that Eddie probably won't be at the ROA shows because he's going to be in Japan getting his ass kicked in the G1. So they'll probably maybe, I don't know. They, I think that they're going to start doing ROH tapings at, in conjunction with the collision shows. So I could see it potentially happening on a collision maybe one day. Nice, build, nice. To build that show up more. Uh, thank you so much to Sheldon for also sending in this super chat. All right, guys, so we're going to keep it going. Once again, if you want to get your thoughts, your comments, your hot takes, whatever it is, or just support this podcast in general, you are more than welcome to send in a super chat. Also, before we continue on, friendly reminder that this Friday, I will be back here to talk about SmackDown. Hey. And then Saturday, I'm going to be doing a watch along for Collision and then hey. a review afterwards. Mm. So I think it's going to be a good time, Reg. Let very, us, I'm again, let's shout out California because we get to watch collision at 5 p.m so all you people are like what about saturday blah blah we get to if we want to go out we can still go out after the show so suck it everybody plus i'm on a budget i can't go out every saturday and spend money like oh you're gonna give me a reason to stay home and watch tv i'm not mad about it at all let me get (laughs) three white claws and go for it (laughs) so real talk man i went to cvs the other day i bought five things reg Five things, everybody. Five freaking things. You want to know what those things were? Mm. Soap, a sponge, Mm -hmm. a toothbrush, and two powders, okay, for my face. Mm -hmm. And that came out to, you won't believe it, with taxes, $70. Oh, you can't afford that. Nobody can afford that. That's not a thing that regular humans. Five things for $70, Denise? At CVS. Oh, and you still got the long ass receipt afterwards. This is crazy. This isn't the way that we should be living. Like no one could afford to buy five things for $70 plus eat. You still got to eat food too. No. And here's what's worse. I don't have a car right now. I've been using <laughs> Lyft. And so I was like, damn, $70 plus my $8 Lyft to get here plus yeah. my $8 Lyft to go back. I almost walked back home. The only reason I didn't walk back home was because I was wearing the wrong shoes. Oh, damn. Damn, damn. Lower <laughs> than prices, CVS. It's crazy. Come on, like seriously, lower them prices. Uh, Dante NYC sends in a super chat saying, I love the fact that Cole did use the belt to smash mm-hmm. MJF in the head with it instead of doing the usual babyface thing like he did. I agree. Yep. I loved that little touch. I think it just made it so much better because at first I'm thinking, dude, why are you holding the belt for so right. long? Like, Yeah, throw that it. down, dude. What are you doing? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uh, Jake Salazar says I'm throwing something on the grill for punks return this weekend. I've been wanting to buy a grill and I don't even grill, but I want to grill. So someone else can grill and I can yeah, eat you the gotta start food. grilling, get the grill. Denise It's summertime. You're about to be watching Saturday wrestling every Saturday from here on out. Cause Tony Khan thinks we just have all the time in the world to be <laughs> reviewing all these wrestling shows all the time. They don't care about none of our spare time. They're just like, Oh, they have a spare day that wrestling isn't on? Well, we'll put wrestling on that day now. He was like, your social lives ain't shit. Yeah, for real. It's like, social life? No, you're about to be at home watching wrestling, dude. All right, dude. Oh, man. <laughs> you got it. You got it, bro. I'll be there. I'll be there, too. Mm. All right, Jake Salazar, thank you so much for the super chat. All right, so, and I actually will be at the uh, collision for the one of the same weekend as uh, Forbidden Door. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be attending that. uh, 
Is that in Toronto also? The Forbidden Door show? I mean, the, I the, hope the, the so collision? because I applied to be there and I don't even, I applied for media credentials and I didn't even check. I was just like, just oh, this is, <laughs> so I'm assuming it's also in Toronto, right? That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I should have probably paid attention to that and I didn't. That All should right, be a fun um, show. Yeah, seriously. Okay, let's get into the Sammy Guevara, Sting, Chris mm. Jericho situation here. So Sammy goes out there and he's being interviewed by Renee and he's talking about having a baby and they're going to have a girl. Mm. And there's a mixture of booze and cheers, by yeah. the way. And I'm thinking, this man's talking about having a baby yeah. and there's people <laughs> out here booing the man. They want a baby. They don't care. <laughs> they don't care. They're like, everybody's having a baby. Yeah, year. I'm like, oh yeah, you guys having a baby real special, dude. <laughs> I was thinking about it. I was like, oh my God, how sad. Like, but you know, it, Sammy's a complicated character, I would say, yeah. on, on AEW television right. in terms of reactions and whatnot. But totally. He's saying he needs to make some changes. Darby comes out there and he basically asks him, like, hey, are you gonna stand on your own two feet? Are you gonna leave the Jericho Appreciation Society? What's going on? Because clearly you're not equals. Chris Jericho comes out and he tells him, like, hey man, why didn't you call me? Had you called me, you probably would have been champion right now. And mm -hmm. Sammy tells him, you know what? Had you called me, you probably wouldn't have lost to Adam Cole. And Jericho wants an apology. Sammy says no. Darby ends up getting in the face of Jericho. Mm -hmm. And they kind of start to set up like what seems to be a tag team match. But instead, Jer he, Jericho tells him like, oh, do you want us to beat you down, Darby? And you're here all alone. And Darby's like, I'm not alone brings out sting mm -hmm. and then we get a moment between chris jericho and sting in the exact same ring together jericho puts his bat up on sting's chest sting does the exact same thing how did you feel seeing chris jericho's had such a legendary career and sting who's had such a legendary career in the same ring together having this confrontation it would have hit a little bit harder if Chris Jericho would have shut the fuck up last week and not been like, oh, I'll never wrestle Sting. Like, why did you have to say it? We could have just saw it and would have been more exciting, but you have to let people know what's coming. But no, I thought it was a pretty good moment, him putting his bat to Sting's neck and Sting being like, get this bat off my neck, dude. And Sting just like pointing it back at him and then him pointing the bat at Sting and Sting knocking it out of him like, dude, do not point a bat in my face. I'm Sting. I will destroy that bat. And Sting just looks so angry, knocking the bat out of here. Like, how dare you disrespect the Batman with the damn bat like this, Chris Jericho? Um, do you want to see Chris Jericho and Sting in a one-on-one -on -one match, Denise? Yes. You are just. <laughs> yes. Is that is that not what we're heading towards? Is no, that, is that not I don't what we're want getting? I want to see it. You want to know? Here's my defense. Okay. Here's my defense. Okay. In my defense. People have been shitting on Jericho kind of, you know, younger talent getting stuck in the Jericho vortex, yes, right? People yes, have been yes. shitting on that. Mm -hmm. Well, if we get Jericho and Sting, you know, two big massive stars that have never faced each other, isn't that so much better than seeing the younger guys get sucked better. into the vortex of Chris Jericho? I don't know if I'd say better. That's pretty extreme. Chris Jericho, um, let me say it again, Denise. Chris Jericho and Sting. They're both, I think Sting is 60 and Chris Jericho is pushing 60. This is almost 120 years old worth of men having a wrestling match. Are you sure? 120 year old worth of men, okay? 
Yes, I am sure. <laughs> yes, I want it. I want Sting versus Chris Jericho. Give it to me, baby. Bat versus bat. Bat on a pole match. I don't care. I want Give it. Give it to me, baby, versus bat. <laughs> the bat <laughs> match. Okay. Yes, yes. Hey. Mm. <laughs> I think we can do it. I, or, yeah, they can do a bat match, right? I, yeah. Just go there and start I don't swinging. know. These grandpas, we, we do not need match. to be. Was it? Yeah. Mimosa mayhem. Yeah, we do. And I guess you want Jeff Jarrett to be involved, too. Just go all out. Might as well Special throw him in there, Special guest referee, Jeff Jarrett. Yeah, yeah, with his bat. I mean, with his guitar and his referee shirt. John Deller says Denise wants Flair back in the ring as well. I know. <laughs> She's talking crazy. Flair. Jeez Louise. Ew. Run in by Ric Flair and another uh, heart attack angle like they did on his last match. <laughs> what a sick individual that Ric Flair is, man. Oh, man, that was terrible. <laughs> oh, man. And someone says, uh, and Goldberg as well. Somehow uh, mixing Goldberg in there. Uh, he always well. has to be involved. Always. Hey, you know what? I wouldn't. <laughs> Sorry, I was about to say, well, what if? I don't no, know. No, no, what if? Jake Salazar says, give it to me, baby. Denise thinks she's Rick James. She does. She does. But yeah, no, I thought that I thought the face off was cool. If this leads to I hope it's a tag match they're involved in, because I don't think we need I don't want to see Sting in one on one matches anymore. All the Sting great moments that he's had in AEW has been involved in some multi-man matches, matches with Darby Allen. One on one Jericho and Sting and them both trying to. No, I just can't. I cannot. Absolutely not. I know what kind of match they're going to try to do. And no, but come on. We were just talking about, you know, matches that could that, you know, father time has ruined mm. a lot of matches that we're just never going to see. Mm. And we're all going to have to accept. And we have an opportunity here to see mm. Sting versus Jericho. There's still mm. hope. So why can't we just get it? Mm. I don't want to be in like 40 years from now being like, damn, we never got Sting versus Chris Jericho nah, that we'll one time okay. in 2023. No, nah, no, nah, we'll be okay. We'll look back and be like, I'm glad we never got Sting and Jericho and Jericho was fucking in his in his Fozzie phase or whatever phase this is right now. This is just not going to end well for a, either one of these guys. Have your partners have something going on here because one-on-one is going to be a disaster. I wonder what we're going to be talking about in wrestling in 40 years from now. I'll be 70, 71. We're going to be talking about like definitely like Triple H's kids are going to be the champions. Charlotte will probably have a daughter that's like 14 time champion by then. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be by then it's just going to be all wrestling kids. Like 100% of them are just or like, their grandchildren. We might be talking oh, yeah. about their 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 kids. That is a long time from now, 40 years. Yeah, I was going to say we might mm. be talking about their grandkids for sure, but we'll mm. see. Uh JR also <laughs> JR throws in what about custody of the bat custody match? Custody of the bat match, yeah. Jericho needs to give up the bat thing. That is Sting's thing. You can't have two bat guys. True. Pick one, one or the other. All right. So we pretty much talked, uh, already talked about like all the major things. Uh, I do want to get into really quickly this collision card here. Mm -hmm. uh, we, of course, have that six man. We won't spend too much time talking about it since we already talked about it last week. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about we're going to be getting Wardlow versus Luchasaurus. So this match was made after Wardlow defeated Jake Hager. Yep. And we ended up having a, a video or rather a backstage promo from Christian and Luchasaurus accepting the challenge and also attacking and blooding up Arn Anderson. So now right. we're officially getting this match at collision. Any thoughts on this one? 
Um, I haven't been super high on Wardlow's uh, TNT title reign. It just hasn't really hit. I thought the stuff with my big homie Powerhouse Hobbs was hitting a lot harder. I, <coughs> I thought at that point that the show was great. I thought that the reign was going good, and then they got it off the homie, and then Wardlow's just been kind of – they haven't figured out exactly what to do with Wardlow. They're like – so we want him to be the squash guy. He can't be the squash guy, though, when we have him against other big names. So I don't know if this is really going to work out. And the match with Jake Hager, I just didn't really wasn't that interested in. So I'm not super high on this match, Denise. Luchasaur, shout out to California. California guys, like, I like what's going on here. But I... Uh, I don't blame you. I ain't even going to try to convince you. I ain't going to die on this hill. Like, this ain't the hill I'm going to try to convince you. Are you into it? Is that your match of the night? No, no, definitely not. But you know what? At least this wasn't your every Wardlow match that we have seen. At least this was a little different with Jake Hager. So I'm happy we got a little bit of a different matchup there. And given that Christian's involved in all of this, I am... You know, still somewhat interested in this actual storyline. And now with Arnie Anderson, uh, Luchasaurus could beat him and win the title because this is a title match, right? Oh, shit. It would be interesting because technically it's like Luchasaurus would be champion, but Christian would be the the minds because Luchasaurus is just the the muscle, he's just the monster. Mm -hmm. So it'd be like if Christian was holding the title. Oh, that could be. But you made fun of me last time because mm. I said that Christian Cage should defeat. That was going to defeat Wardlow last you were time. Yeah, you were wilding. Luchasaurus, though, I can see. But Christian, I don't know. But I do like this mastermind Christian thing. He's kind of like playing the puppet master. Me and me, maybe being like, this is actually my championship, dude. Like tricking him. Uh, Luchasaurus that just doesn't have a mind of his own. It could be an interesting thing. I think all of that will be way more interesting than whatever the hell is going on with Wardlow. Yeah, so I second that too, actually. I would like to see that. Mm. Magnum Wade sends in a super chat saying Sting versus Jericho is that we have Sting versus Undertaker at home. Oh, no. Oh, Magnum Wade, you're savage. Uh, Jake Salazar says Brody King versus Wardlow would be better. I agree. Uh, Thank you so much to Jake Salazar as well for sending this in. All right, so now uh, let's go ahead and continue on. We need to talk about the match that we are going to be seeing um, with Andrade, the returning Andrade versus Buddy Matthews. I actually think this match is going to be phenomenal. I was Mm -hmm. so excited to see this match be announced. Uh, We were talking about Collision sort of being that show that people that don't get much of an opportunity to, you know, get out of catering and go out and do something. (laughs) And while... I think that this is a perfect matchup in terms of Andrade. I think that he'll have a phenomenal matchup with Buddy Matthews because Buddy Buddy Matthews, we've seen a lot of good stuff with him in the House of Black, but I still don't think we truly have seen what he's fully capable, especially as a singles guy. 1,000%. I think for both of these, I still think Andrade, he hasn't really kicked into 100% into full gear. I still think he's just been kind of like trying to find his way. And I think this is a great way to introduce it. There's like some funny kind of history behind the two guys. Apparently, they both wanted to go and be with their girlfriends in another company. So to see them... (laughs) To see both the guys that were missing their babes facing off against each other on collision it's pretty cool both of these guys deserve is this a rib <laughs> i is think so doesn't it kind of sound like it when i break it down like it's like the wait both of these guys that. are trying to do this both of these guys missed their girlfriends now they're on the first show of collision very interesting 
but yeah, collisions, the land of the misfits. I think we're seeing everybody that, that anytime we mention wrestling, anytime we mention AEW, they mention the, what about Andrade? What about Miro? What about this? What about this? We're seeing all these guys being presented on collision. Going to see what, is it going to be a different feel from dynamite? You think when we get to collision, are they going to try to tell the same stories just with a different it's gotta name. be a different feel but the, st- mm. the stories that call for having to do a follow-up on saturday then mm. they should do it right right yeah i think so too oh man all right so uh let's go ahead and get into the other match that was announced so the other match that was made for collision mm-hmm. was uh sky blue teaming up with willow nightingale to take on tony storm and ruby soho and this was essentially made after the uh women's match today between tony storm and sky blue which we touched on earlier where tony storm defeated sky blue to retain the aw women's championship uh any thoughts that you want to add on any of this stuff with the women here I think this is just a cool, uh, good match. Sky Blue has been being built up. It's great to see Willow. I'm hoping that this leads to a match. I hope they announce the whatever the women's matches are going to be at Forbidden Door, whether it involves Tony, whether it involves Willow, whether it involves uh, Statlander. Um, I'm trying to see what they're doing with those people. And to see Willow back, trying to starting on this show, where I think she could have a good a good run. I think her being a part of Collision could be good for everything going on here so I'm, I'm excited that they're starting the show like this yeah i think so too and then uh last but not least for collision mira will be there in he is <laughs> there he is he's finally back you guys you can stay out of our chats stay out of everything being like well what about miro hear about miro are you excited to see miro back here denise uh sure i like miro <laughs> but i don't think i'm like a mega fan by any yeah. means i'm just mm-hmm. like cool thumbs up i think right. i just need a little bit of a reminder of why because i know i like miro but Mm -hmm. i just need a reminder as to why remind me again why i'm a fan that Mm -hmm. type of thing yeah that's that's pretty fair i think he's been like his aw run the the times that he was there are strong people still talk about his tnt title run they still talk about a lot of things that he's done but he's just been gone for so long that exactly like you're saying you just forget you're like well i don't really remember what is this guy about i need to see it Exactly. All right. And we got one more thing I want to talk about here before we go, because uh, they did a whole lot in this matchup here. And that was the mogul and em- mogul, the mogul embassy Swerve Strickland, Brian Cage and uh, Toa taking on uh, and Khan, excuse me, taking on Sting, Darby and Orange Cassidy and Keith Lee. Mm-hmm. This was a firecracker of a match and we ended up seeing uh sting darby orange and keith get the win here but there was a whole lot that went down sting got the win for his team uh how'd you feel about this matchup and how much they packed up in literally a short amount of time i thought for uh what they were competing against for the rest of the show what they knew was going to happen in the main event and the first match that they really did a lot of great stuff with everybody involved uh my favorite thing about this is seeing the homie swerve interact with sting anytime you see kind of people you know that like came up watching this guy and to be in the ring with him and he's still fun he's still sting he's still doing the whole thing it's just great to see i love how they started the match with darby and sting just barraging him with with big stinger splashes and stuff i thought this is a fun thing for everybody they teased the swerve and keith lee thing are we finally gonna put an end to this people have been asking about this every fucking week too so i thought they did a lot of fun things uh, uh, another great little part of this very action-packed dynamite that we saw yeah, I agree. And Keith Lee was definitely like, man, he went in there and he was like he cleaning house. Yeah. I was like, damn, bro. With the purpose. He looked like he was like, no, nah, I'm going to show y'all this time. Y'all going to put me on TV. 
burials burials Alrighty, so there you go i know this was a longer episode but we just had so much to get into like just so much to talk about uh i want to thank everybody for coming on here and tuning in to listen to this podcast i want to thank reg who's going to be joining me for the entire month to talk about aew this is a good one too because we got Mm -hmm. forbidden door and just so much to get so much to talk about this month alone uh and then also this saturday do not forget i will be here doing a watch along for collision and then immediately after i will be doing a post show alex queen of the ring will be joining me for that that'll be all in the same stream so just come in hang out if you just want someone to chat some wrestling with in real time uh i think it'll be a really really good time and last but not least a reg please let the people know where they can follow you and just support you you can find me every saturday City podcast me and philip Lindsay uh, are having a great time over there still giving you all that great stuff talking the best stuff in wrestling basketball hip-hop anything you could like over there so definitely check that out tomorrow i think is ask grapsity you can see that on fightful select i'm on the ring of honor post show tomorrow with kate also and every wednesday i'm on indeed with mike also on fightful overbooked and denise and i are gonna keep this party going for a couple of more wednesdays so really dope having me thanks thanks for having me denise this is really cool reviewing these shows like you said they're making it very easy for us to talk some great wrestling we have some amazing stuff coming everything hasn't even been announced for forbidden door there's still some great stuff coming so i'm just excited about these next couple weeks I agree with you, man. It's going to be a really, really good time. And I think next week, yeah, next week's show is going to be fun because we'll also be doing like predictions for yep. Forbidden Door as well. Right. And we'll have pretty much like the entire card by then, I'm assuming. So it Hopefully. should be a really good time. <laughs> uh, you guys can go ahead and follow Righteous Reg on Twitter. We do have the link in the description box below. So you guys can go ahead and check that out. You can also check out this podcast available on Spotify, Apple, Anchor, pretty much any sort of podcast platform. I am on there. And please do not forget to subscribe to the channel. I'm Denise Salcedo. This is Righteous Reg, and we will catch you on the next episode of Speak Now Pro Wrestling this Friday for SmackDown.